Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. At 98 years of age, you understand, uh, people expect you to be dragging around on a cane or in a walk or what have you. And I could walk right up to the plane, get in. And when he said, put your feet on the steps, and I put my feet on steps as he read the God. That's why I came up here. And so we bailed out. And the free fall was about 50 seconds. And it's amazing how fast the ground starts to come up to meet you. Uh, but I couldn't really see it, I understand. Get the big picture, not the close picture. And it was a solid flight down to the ground. And incidentally, I've had a number of people, some of the preachers said, if you live to make it to the hundred, we're going to jump with you on your hundredth birthday. What an absolutely amazing man. At 98 years old, today's guest jumped out of a plane. He's still pastoring at 98 years old, and he has no intention of ever stopping. Today, we're joined by Roy Jernigan and his daughter. He's going to share his powerful testimony and share with us how we can stay healthy and live as long as he has. We're joined today by Roy Jernigan. He had a special birthday recently, his 98th birthday. You've been on this wonderful planet Earth for a very long time, and you've done some amazing things. We're going to get around to what you did on your 98th birthday coming up in a little bit. But tell us a little bit, since you are 98 years old, you've experienced plenty in your life. Tell us about your childhood and growing up. Yes, I, I've, uh, like you say, I've been around a long time. Uh, I grew up, and I'm in North Carolina, in uh, LaGrange, North Carolina, which is in the Coastal Plain League of North Carolina. And I grew up in this general area uh, back during uh, uh, the Great Depression, as you were in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. And uh, I grew up on a little farm with mom and dad and a brother. I had a brother and a sister that passed away in their youth. Uh, but I, I had a, a good youth, a farm life, but it was in, in the age and in the days when things were not too well. And when I became a young adult, World War II came along, and I enlisted in the United States Navy in September the 19th, 1942. And uh, I resigned my commission and entered the ministry in 1967. So I went through World War II, Korea, and Vietnam, and uh the God has been so very good to me. Certainly in those t- war years, I did face uh, death several times, but God was good to me. As a matter of fact, uh, during World War II and Korea, I was not a Christian. I had not accepted Christ. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a Christian home, but I've learned that God doesn't have any grandchildren. You're either a child or you're out. So I recognize uh, Linda, my daughter, who's right with me here, who I live with, Uh, Linda was born in 1953. She'll probably uh, hit me for telling the age. But nevertheless, (laughs) she was born in 1953 when I was on a ship in Key West, Florida. And uh, I knew that things were going bad with me. I was uh, uh, basically addicted to alcohol. I had uh, like so many people in that age. And I said, Lord, I want a better life. I knew I had a little baby girl, had had a son that was a toddler. And uh, so I I accepted the Lord as my Savior. I was 28 years of age. I accepted him as my Savior in 1953. And I said, I want a different life. I want a different life. I didn't want the same life or I'd have kept at it. 
the Lord saved me and he changed my life. And, and from that time until the point in which I speak to you now, my whole life has been different. God has been so very good to me. I haven't had a lot of sickness myself. I was married to my childhood sweetheart in September the 20th, 1945. And we were married for 65 years. She's been gone now for 12 years. And uh, it, I've been I've been a missionary to the North American Indians uh, for 52 years before I had to uh, kind of retire. This past November was a year ago. Uh, my daughter was married to one of the Indian men. I had been uh, living reservations, and I have uh, uh, preached on Indian reservations, worked with Indians from Niagara, New York, to Mexico. And in between, we've drug trailers all over this uh, nation to reservation to reservation. I spent quite a number of years with the Alabama Quesada Indians in uh, East Texas, out in the big thicket forest of East Texas. And I was uh, uh, pastoring there until uh, this past November was a year ago. Uh, my daughter's husband passed away. He was one of the Alab- he was one of the Quesada Indians. He passed away. And my vision had basically departed. I have AMD in both eyes, and I can see get the big picture, but I can't get a fine picture. So I got to where I could not read from the pulpit. I couldn't see, and I have to type everything. And I still do that. I still preach twice a week. Monday night, on the, I have a little studio here with my daughter. And I have uh, uh, Preacher Roy Ministries on Facebook. It's at uh, 7 o'clock on Monday night and uh, 6.30 on Thursday nights. Thursday night is a handfuls of purpose. I tried to bring a, a short dialogue on uh, uh, questions that I've been asked and, and things I think might be of interest to other people out there. And I'm a Bible teacher. I believe the Bible. I try to live by the Bible, and I encourage others to. I don't force my life on other people. I learned a long time ago, you can't do that. You can witness, you can live, and most people will pay a whole lot more attention to your life than they will to your words. I know that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just, God has given me a good life. He has permitted me, and I, as I say, I'm still preaching as long as I can see. And uh, Linda will do the streaming. I'm going to continue uh, living for the Lord. And and my whole recommendation to people who might listen in out there is why you can, that there is another life. This world is going to fade away. And we are born to die. And whoever makes, I'm 98, but one day, should the Lord tarry, I'm going to walk the veil with him or else I'll meet him in the air. There's not a question, not a question in my mind that God is real. Christ died for me. He was raised from the dead. He's at the right hand of God the Father. And when I accepted him as my Savior, the Holy Spirit is indwelling me, and I've turned my life. I am a servant of the living God. I'm the servant. Paul said in Romans chapter 1, Paul a doulos. Paul, a bond slave, Paul, a servant of the Lord, not by force, but by choice. When the Lord saved me and he uh, when he uh, invited me to come and be his servant, I resigned my commission from the military and I entered the ministry. Never looked back, never regretted 
had a good life and I have tried to just burn out my life living for others. My recommendation to anyone out there is if you're not a Christian, except I'm not talking about joining churches. I'm talking about being born again. God told Nicodemus in order to see the kingdom of God, you must be born again. Been born to the flesh one time. When I accepted Christ as my Savior, I was born of the Spirit. Now I'm just waiting for the rapture. I'm waiting for the shout to come up hither, and I'm looking forward to a long, long life with the Lord. See, it's so good. to I appreciate so much you giving me just the opportunity mm-hmm. to give you just a short uh, a resume of my life. Well, Roy, we really appreciate you sharing your testimony. It is a powerful one for sure. Wondering, recently you celebrated 98 years on this earth, and you did something I don't think many people at your age do, let alone ever in their life. I've done it. I've gone. Well, I'll let you tell the story. What did you do for your birthday? What did you do for your birthday? Oh, thank you. (laughs) Oh, yes. Well, my granddaughter's birthday is in April, last April. She and her sister uh, went skydiving. And when they came back in and we were talking, she said, Granddaddy, you ought, to jo- you ought to go skydiving on your 98th birthday. I said, I'll think about it. Of course, I didn't intend to think about it. And uh, a few months later, they said, you've been thinking about it? I said, no. I said, well, you ought to go skydiving on your 98th birthday. I said, well, I'll think about it. And if my health is good, the weather is good, I'll, I'll think about it. Well, I really, I hadn't thought about it. And I started praying about it. Incidentally, uh, I don't do anything quickly. I pray about it. And so I'll pray it. And I was, my prayer was simply, Lord, if you can get the blessing out of this, I want to do it. It's not about me. I've done everything and, uh, doesn't mean anything to me. It's not excitement. Uh, but if you can somehow, I can give you the glory out of this thing, I'll do it. And so I prayed that constantly for two or three months. And uh, as the time drew near, I got a peace in my heart and mind that I could give the Lord the glory out of this thing. And I did not realize at that time that there were going to be TV people there that would really give me the opportunity to do exactly what I'm doing right now. And uh, But as I have looked back, uh, it, the Lord can get the glory out of this. Well, on my birthday, on, uh, on Tuesday, the 24th of January, my daughter and I drove down to Wilmington, North Carolina, that's on the coast, and uh, went to, we had already, they'd made arrangements, and her, her daughter, so three generations, myself, my daughter, and my granddaughter, went skydiving. And uh, it was exciting. Uh, people say, were you afraid? I said, no, I wasn't afraid. I've been in planes before. Uh, I was on a torpedo bomb of World War II off the USS Ranger, made North Africa. So I wasn't concerned about the flying. Now, I had never jumped from an airplane before. <laughs> And uh, that was a, kind of a new experience. At 98 years of age, you understand, uh, people expect you to be dragging around on a cane or in a walk or what have you. And I could walk right up to the plane, get in. And when he said, put your feet on the steps, and I put my feet on the steps as he read the gospel. That's why I came up here. 
And so <laughs> we bailed out, and the free fall was about 50 seconds. And it's amazing how fast the ground starts to come up to meet you. Uh, but I couldn't really see it, I understand. Get the big picture, not a close picture. But and it, and it, was, it was exciting when the parachute opened. I mean, wind rushing by your ears ceased. And it was a silent flight down to the ground. And uh, it was a good experience. It was. And incidentally, I've had a number of people, some of the preachers said, if you live to make it to the hundred, we're going to jump with you on your hundredth birthday. And uh, I, Linda said, Dad, I'm going to jump with you. And uh, I have a son in Newburn. I said, Larry, you go jump with me? He said, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, it, it's exciting. It, I was not afraid, not to be afraid of as far as I'm concerned. Fear is a fear, is a, a lack of faith anyhow. So I have great trust in the Lord, and, and I leave it all in his hands. But it was an exciting birthday. It really was, 98. Uh, on my 90th birthday, they gave me a birthday party. I said, now you'll have to plan the And I said, I'm not going to live to be another 91. Well, that was a long time ago. God's been good to me. And if my health continues and uh, I'm able to continue to do what I'm doing, if I couldn't preach and teach, uh, to me, it would be of no value. I just don't have any any desire to just sit in and look out a window. That's not life for me. Life is trying to be a blessing and a help to other people and explaining to them that this life is real, but things will turn. And one day, one day it's going to be worth it all when we meet again on heaven's shore. And I believe we will. I believe that. And I'm looking forward to that up until then. I won't. I'm just going to go on following the good Lord. Like you mentioned, you were able to walk up to that plane. You're you're in great condition for a 98 year old man. What kind of advice do you have for us here, and so that we can make it to 98? Okay, let me simply state that uh, you you guys really are living in a very difficult time. I have seen the ages change, people change. I've seen uh, Christianity change. I've watched so many changes in life, and I have noted we have come to the place in life, the sad place, when people no longer are concerned about other people. It's all about themselves. And, and like I said earlier, my advice to anyone is to burn out your life living for other people. It's not about us. It's about our children, our grandchildren, and those I want this world to be. I want to leave it a better place than it was when I came here. And so my advice is simply to turn your life over to the Lord. Live for other people. Don't worry. I've never been interested in money. Money's never been my object. And I, at my birthday, oh, my 98th birthday, there were 75 people present. And I looked around, and most of them, I had been their pastor at one time or another. And they were all friends. And since I had this Kogan and the uh, and the pneumonia, a number of people have called and tell me that I had blessed them in life and please keep on. And so my advice is to you, your generation, those living today, is live for the Lord. Don't worry about this world. It and all these things are going to fade away. But those things we do for Christ will last. It will matter not 
when Jesus comes, how rough the road you've trod, if only you have walked with him and led some soul to God. Amen. That's so good. Um, wondering really quick if I can ask your daughter a question. Yes, you may go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hi there. Nice to meet you. I'm Sylvia. Um, we love hearing from your dad. That is just simply fantastic. But I'd love to hear from your perspective. What it's what is it like to watch your father do all these things? <laughs> it's amazing. It really is. He has led a very charmed life. I don't know what word to use. He was in Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. He was a understudy for Emmett Kelly the Clown at the start of World War II. He has been, um, he was in the color guard uh, for John F. Kennedy's inauguration. So he met the president and his wife. He was um, the bodyguard, I guess you could say, for one of the uh, cabinet members of um, John F. Kennedy's cabinet. So he went to the inaugural balls. He um, has worked all over preaching to all these people and met some amazing people and just to see how many people just really love him and care for him. And my husband used to say, if he hadn't given away everything, he'd be a millionaire because mm. he doesn't. I mean, he gives to people um, for anything. Kids go to college and they have a hard time. He tries to help them. Uh, widows, husbands pass away. He tries to help them to make it um until they get their feet on the ground again. So it's just amazing to watch how he lives his life and how people respond. How has all of that impacted you? He is just so full of life, so full of joy, so full of God, Jesus, the Lord. He is full of it all. How has that impacted you? It has made a big difference in my life. Now, I'll be honest with you, I went through a time where it didn't. Because when you're raised like that, sometimes you have to get your feet out and fall a few times. So I fell a few times. But through it all, when you see the end result, you know that that's the only way to live and that's the only thing to do. So it makes you more aware of how to live your life um, and and want to do like he does. You want to give to other people. You want to people to see God through you. What was it like for you to watch him go skydiving at 98 years old? <laughs> oh, I was with him. It was amazing. We both jumped and I didn't know if he would do it, but he did. He said, he jokingly, he said, I pray about it every night. I pray that it'll be snowing because he said, if the weather's bad, he won't do it. <laughs> but it was a beautiful day. It was absolutely beautiful day. No clouds in the sky and he went out first. We were in the plane together. He went out first. And that was an awesome experience to watch him just go. And then to see him um, after he landed, I landed right behind him. And he just jumped right up and walked right over to the fence. They pulled me up and helped me stand up. And so years ago, I had hurt my back. Um, it's probably been about 15 years ago. And I was on a cane and he would take me to my doctor's appointments. And here I come walking on a cane. And here he comes hopping on in in his 90s or late 80s. And he was just walking along. And it was I could hardly make it. So he does six push ups a day. He does exercises, walks about two miles a day. And so he's a we call him the energizing bunny. Yes, he's bringing energy to us this morning. Roy, 
speaking of your physical health, your daughter yeah. just mentioned a few things that you do. What else do you do to keep your physical health so well? Well, listen, I, people ask me, what do I contribute my longevity to? And I simply state the good Lord and black coffee and in that order. I've, I've I, heard you drink I, a lot of coffee. I have drank a lot of coffee when I was 80 <laughs> years of age. I went to a, see a doctor for a physical and uh, he says, uh, Mr. Jernigan, do you drink coffee? I says, yes, sir. He says, how much? I said, I don't know, about eight or ten cups a day. He liked to fell out of his chair and says, you got to cut down. I said, doctor, how old are you? He says, 44. I says, when you get to be 80, tell me about it. <laughs> and so I drink black coffee, still do. And uh, and uh, like Linda said, I take vitamins and do exercise. I don't have a doctor. I want no medication other than what I've started taking just now to bring me through this pneumonia. Uh, but God has been good to me, but I've taken care of myself. I, I have my wife passed away 12 years ago, and I have still, I've taken care of myself. I eat good. And like she says, I do the exercise, keep my physical body in condition. I have a workshop and I still do hobby work and uh, things of that nature. And by the way, are you familiar uh, with uh, the, the, this poem, In Flanders Field, the Poppies Blow. Are you familiar yes. with that? Do you Very know who familiar. the author of that is? Johnny McCrae. Johnny McCrae was a lieutenant in the Canadian Army, and he wrote that in 1918. In Flanders Field, the Poppies Blow, between the crosses, row on row that mark our places in the sky. Lark still bravely singing fly, scarce heard midst the guns below. We of the dead, short days ago we lived, felt dawn, saw sunset glow, loved and were loved. Today we lie in Flanders field. Take up the quarrel with the foe to you. From fallen hands the torch we throw. Be yours to hold it high. If you break faith with those of us who die, we will not sleep. Though poppies grow in Flanders field. Johnny McRae, 1918. Love, love, love that. One last question for our listeners that are thinking, well, he's just blessed. He's an amazing man. I I can never think like him. I can never live this life that he's lived. Uh, what would you say to them? What would you say to people that say he's just blessed? I couldn't live that. Life. That's true. That's true. That is true. They cannot. And when I was saved, the next day I went down into the hole into my ship, went down to the, got down behind a big coil of line. And I said, Lord, I'm a sailor. I can't do this. I can't go on. And in my heart, I didn't hear a voice. I didn't hear any, see anything. But in my heart, I felt the message. No, you can't. But with my help, you can. And so my answer is no, you can't. But by the help of the Holy Spirit, you can. I turned it over to him. I walked up that ladder and the sun was shining brightly. And it has never been clearer in my life. I can't, it's not my life, but it's Christ's life and him living in me and be submissive to his will. He has brought me to where I am right now. And that gives me the opportunity to say, God bless you people. I love you. Appreciate you giving me this opportunity to tell you how Lord has loved me and how I love other people. Thank you so much. 
for making time for us in your day. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. And thank you so much for joining us and for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe and to rate us. Also, leave us a review. We'll talk to you again on Connections.